Welcome to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters. All right, folks. We have a lot to go over. And first off, I just want to let y'all know that if you did not see our pay-per-view event, November to Remember Full Gear, and you missed the event, they go on our guys' channel right now. That's on YouTube. Make sure you type the word Armgeist on the chan on the channel. That's Armgeist. Armgeist. Let me spell it out for you, folks. Let me spell it out for you. Armgeist is spelled. Um, guys, is spelled A R M E R G E I S T on the YouTube search bar to watch the episode. It's <clears throat> November to remember full gear. It's November to remember full gear. We have a post-game show of November to Remember Full Gear and the matches that took place on that Saturday. I just want to reiterate this again, and I want to make this clear again. Monday on the 4th of January, it will be a day show. It will be in the morning. It is a Saturday, I believe. Uh, no, it's on the 4th, right? The 4th is a Saturday. 4th is a Saturday. November to remember. No, no, no. It will be Wrestle Kingdom. I'm sorry. Wrestle Kingdom. And the matches have mostly been announced on the pregame show. I won't announce it here. Because we are going to go from Starcade to all the shows that took place with Raw and the rest of it. Plus the majority of last week's ratings and this week's ratings. Plus some interesting news. That is all we're going to focus on this second, on this first segment. The second segment will have the SmackDown results. The Fire Pro Wrestling World Friday results, which there have been a lot of changes. I will mention the changes after we get through everything that we have to get through. And then, and then, <clears throat> we're going to mention the ratings for SmackDown. And then what we're going to talk about next week. And then I will tell you about what we plan to do during the holidays concerning um, this particular show and the week that we have off until the 
uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays from the same location at the Wrestle Kingdom and all the rest of it, plus other news concerning how we're going to handle new events starting in the new year. Okay, then. Let us start with Starcade. Here is the Starcade results. Now, the way they set up this house show is, is special. Is a half of a house show and half of a pay-per-view, half of a television show. It's a little confusing. <clears throat> but several other matches took place at the crowd. Seth Rollins defeated Eric Rowan by pinfall. Nakamura defeated the Miz to retain the Intercontinental Championship. AJ Styles loses to Randy Orton. Alistair Black defeated Andre. The Ricochet defeated Andre. Roman Reigns defeated King Cor Corbin. And in a steel cage match, Bray Wyatt retained the Universal Championship over Braun Strowman. Then they had the Kevin Owens show segment. Then they win in the tag team four-way match with the Kabuki Warriors winning over by submission when Azuka used the Azuka lock to Nikki Cross. Last man standing was Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. Lashley defeated Rusev by forfeit, then defeated Owens by disqualification. Three matches, folks. Three matches for Starcade. Man. Man. Ay, 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 ay. Uh, let's see here. Then we go to Raw now. Then for Raw, Seth Rollins kicks off Raw. Then it was Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. Owens defeated Lashley via disqualification. Toazawa versus Drew McIntyre, and you guessed it, McIntyre defeated Toazawa. McIntyre calls out Randy Orton. Alistair back then faced off Tony Ness. Black defeated Ness. Eric Young faces off Andrade. Meanwhile, the L Truth loses to Kyle Bush, but then gains back the tile later on in the show. Andre defeated Young. Oh, no way, Jose versus Eric Rowan. Rowan defeated Jose. Charlotte Flair versus the Kabuki Warriors in a handicap match, which the Kabuki Warriors defeated Flair. Oh, dude! Two on one, no chance. Helping her cheating. What's the record with uh, Flair versus Japanese wrestlers now? I think it's um, 10 wins, 2 ties, and 3 losses, and most of the losses from the daughter. Thank you. Viking Raiders versus Mark Sterling and Mitchell Lyons. Local talent. Viking Raiders defeated Lyons and Sterling. Rey Mysterio, Humble Corretto, and uh, Ricochet versus the OC. The OC defeated Mysterio, Corretto, and Ricochet. Randy Orton came out of the trailer and dropped him with the RKO. Fun little main event of the evening. But we'll see in the ratings. It didn't really help matters. Let's go to the SmackDown results from Black Friday. 
Robert Roos versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns wins by pitiful with the spear. Then Drew Gollop versus Mustafa Ali. Ali wins by pinfall with the 450 splash. Nikki Cross versus Sonya Deville. Deville wins by with inside cradle. Then it was Shinzaro Nakamura versus New Day for the championship. The New Day win by pinfall with trouble and trouble by Kofi Kissing on Cesaro to retain the WWE Tag Team Championship. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And then it was a little bit of it, and half his hair was cut off. Half his hair was cut off by the fiend, if you want to put it that way. We'll show you the ratings later on that one. MLW had a Thanksgiving special in which there was an extremely close match for the heavyweight championship, which led into a double turn by... Mr. Lawler, that's Tom Lawler, on both, which is going to be fascinating moving forward towards the Opera Cup and the subsequent title match uh, matches and the subsequent matches they will have for the Opera Cup, which is too hard set up for the tournament and uh, the trophy from him, which Teddy Hart has brought back for this particular cup. Other matches that took place there was Coke was uh, Injustice winning these matches there and starting to become a team that is fearful, uh, a fearsome team in the span of several months. And that was pretty much most of the majority of the matches there. Priscilla Kelly started to come in and started rampaging all over the place. It's a fascinating time in AEW and more matches have also been announced for the future as they head to Philadelphia for February 1st. <clears throat> uh, so for the preview, a very interesting card. Davy Boy Smith, this is for the Opera Cup. Davy Boy Smith will face off against Low Key. MGF will face off against Hammerstone. Datcher will face off against Holiday. And TJP will face off against Brian Pillman Jr. And then there will be more with Matt, with Havoc Warner, which is an underrated match between those two men. I expect that AEW will do something with these men now that they're all working together in certain in certain configurations in this situation. And then Lawler from Queens, New York. And Jordan Oliver starting to become a wonderful talent here. <clears throat> and uh, they did some things there as well. Let's do something a little different here concerning New Japan World Tag League results. The Ingobbles, the Japan, 11-1 with 22 points in the current standings. And 20 points, Finn Juice, that's David Finley and Juice Robinson are 10-2. Gorillas and Destiny, Tango Ton, Tango Lowe with 10-2. 16 points, Chaos, Colt Cabana, and Yorotano, and Suzuki Gun. This is Lance Archer and Miroru Suzuki. 14 points, Bullet Club, 12 with Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols and Suzuki Gun. 12 points is Lost in Garbros, 10 points Bullet Club, 10, 8 points St. Cozy, 6 points Green Bash Hill, 4 points Koto and Fredericks and Tanahashi and Tonohane, Naru Nakatashi and Yugi Nagata ends the rounds up the place with 2 points. In the action that took place, Chaos oh, defeated uh, Goto and Fredericks, Bullet Club defeated Tenkozy. 
Bullet Club with Kenta and um, uh, Takahashi defeated Ked Cobb and Mikey Nichols. Suzuki Gun Tachi and Saber Jr. defeated Tanahashi and Hora Tanair. Lawson Goebbels de Japan defeated Great Bash Hill. Chaos Okada Show and Yo over Justin Langer, Kodo Ibushi, and Tiger Mask 4 with the pinfall bringer on Tiger Dad. Gorilla Destiny over Lawson Goebbels, Bell Tyler Bro Single Sitagi over pinfall over Joe KD over Lore over Terrible. And Finn Juice, Juice Robinson, and David Friendly over Suzuki Gun. They defeated those on that one for the New Japan Tag League. I will explain more on the next. Um, number five, five number one contenders for the World Heavyweight Championship after this segment begins to end. Um, let's go to NWA Power. Uh, it was Aaron Stevens, Ricky starts again. And this time, Stevens wins the match over Ricky starts. Then they have main event stipulation in which... He will call it down the middle, so the match is informed that Nick Aldridge and James Storm will allow each man to pick up the referees for fall one and two. The answer to the question mark. Melinda bringing out the best. Nick Aldridge responds. The Tag Team Championship. The Rock and Roll Express wins the Tag Team Championships for the ninth time in the history of the main division. Who would have thought it? Well, let's put it this way, folks. The Rock and Roll Express winning the tag team championships after their little AEW fight. And uh, the Shawway with uh, Jericho's inner circle. Look, folks, this is one storyline. You're not seeing it, but you will see it. They're going to do the, they're going to have the interim, interregum, if you want to call it, between NWA Power, since they keep mentioning Cody, MLW, which they keep using AEW wrestlers, and they're all connected with Triple R, and they're all connected with AEW, and they all have worked in Lucha Underground. And so, an impact has been making questionary issues with RVD trying to say that, that Kenny Omega and John Moxley can't compare to him on any damn day. So, guess what? There is going to be a four-way war in 2020 for battle rights. But they have to figure out how they're going to write their storylines out. And because since the majority of, will explain all how this is all going to be set up with the whole thing and whatnot. In a few minutes. So. This is the full into the fire card. The World Heavyweight Championship. Two out of three falls. Nick Aldis James Storm. The Rock and Roll Express versus Raw card again for the championship. Then the National Heavyweight Championship will be Cole Cabana versus Aaron Stevens versus Ricky Starks. 
Ken Anderson versus Eli Drake, Allison Gideon and Ashley Falls versus Molina versus either Funderosa or Marty Bell, and Trevor Murdoch will face off against the question mark. And then all this has revealed a new commentator for the pay-per-view, which will be Stu Bennett. That is the new name, the new guy who will replace Mr. Cornette. Let's go to NXT for for November 27th, 2019. The Rogue. Here are the matches that happened. Leo's Rush successfully defended his Cruiserweight title against Akira Torozawa. Mansoor went over Shane Thorne this week. Ripley confronted Shayna Baszler. Uh, Kai and Lane, Mr. Um, I mean, Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai were ended in a DQ when they resulted uh, Anansi's knee brace as a weapon and the match ended. Undisputed Era versus Keith Lee and Dominic Jakovic. Um... The error won that match. Tomasa Conta, Finn Baylor, Finn Baylor won that match. So that was on the 27th. That was the other Wednesday. Um, then it was the Dynamite results for November 27th, 2019. That was on the Wednesday before. <clears throat> the Wednesday before. Um, Thanksgiving. Best Friends versus Lucha Brothers. Best Friends wins over the Lucha Brothers. Bay Presley, Emmy Secura versus Kiss Santa Lander and Hikaru Shichita. Bay Presley and Sakura defeats Santa Lander and Shida. Cody Rhodes versus Matt Nix. Rhodes defeated Matt Nix. Then Omega versus Pac. Omega is starting to get some wins in, and he defeats Pac. Hangman Page loses to MJF, who wins the Diamond Ring. Uh, and then Chris Jericho faces off Scorpio Sky. Chris Jericho defeats Scorpio Sky with the half Boston Crab, not the Lion tamer as it were then let's get to the smackdown results i already did the smackdown results i'm sorry about that this is a I'm going as fast as I can. Then it was NWA Power Recap for November 26th. Before that, um, we this was last week episode. This was this week's episode. I'm sorry. It was this week's episode.
it was last week's episode and they pretty much did reviews and all the rest of these things as well before they go into episode 9 which I just mentioned earlier that was the episode 8 epi that was the 8th uh, episode I did the other two there um we're gonna get to the key we're gonna get to NXT in a minute then we did the Viking Raiders one for um for Monday's show. Okay, let's go to Triple A Regia results. Here are the results. There, the Mask Lesnar's hair match. Monster Khan lost his mask as the last one remaining in the cage. His nemesis Errol Stowe was the last man to escape. Rush defeated L.A. Fucking Pagano in a three-way. Mega Campano, Kenny Omega defeated Dragon Lee to retain the title. Reina Darius Championship, Tyre defeated Fabio Apache, Ikedo Hamada, Kira, and Lady Shani in a five-way to retain. Copa Tripamana, Neil Hamburgiza won a 12 Luchador over the top elimination belt. Torres and Villano G Jr. defeated Hideo Vikin, Vakilingo, and Ironman Cage and Puma King. Bandino is with C Mill now. However, uh, La Fama de Rio, that's La Park, La Parca Jr., and El Vito de Volor defeated Polo de Norte David disqualification where the puck was yanked off. That type of finish really happens in MMA. It's more of a C Mill move. Lady Mascavava. Cassandra Demos and Dave Lacan defeated Big Mommy, Pimpera Escalara, Mascarella Dorala, and Dynista. Nivarvala pin Mommy. So, it is a crazy match that, that MonsterCon lost his mask. That is a wild ending. To that fit to that main that semi that the main main event. Now let's get to since we already did Starcade and we already did Raw, let's go to NXT again and it's the Keep Lee show. Zali had an opportunity to face Shayna Baszler. This match been Baszler and company means out of that week. The match was delivered and obviously they got a little ways to go, but Baszler won that match. Matt Riddle defeated Kasha's Ono, making four and against the man. Kashuda's first match back was against Cayman Grimes, who catches their original opponent, Raw Messiah. Unlike me, the Dakota, this was officially made a match. I don't know why we would have decided this one to be a match over the other. Kashuda won with a reversal pin. Forgotten Sons. Won a forgotful match. Pete Dunn versus Killing and Dane. Killing and Dane wins the match. Shayna Baszler gives Ray Reefler a women's title match, and it's in, and it's important that they and then Tommaso Clampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Jacob versus the Undisputed Era. Once again, and the Undisputed Era. <laughs> then it was 
Uh, Finn Balor got involved. It was Keith Lee took him down. It was Keith Lee picked him in green over Adam Cole. Keith Lee's the only guy standing on this team. He's on top of the card now. It is the Keith Lee show. And now it's going to be a triple threat between him, Lee, him, I mean him, Klampa, and um, Baylor on next week's show. Now, AEW Dynamite, this week's episode. Um, Young Bucks and the Dustin Rose defeated Sammy Guevara and Santa and Ortiz. Phoenix defeated Trent. More from the Dark Order. Pentagon defeated Christopher Daniels. John Moxley defeated Joey Devane, uh, Joey Danella in the main event, and it was a fantastic match between those two. There was a couple of segments here, and one big upset. She did lost to. Um, she'd have lost to Satellander. And, uh, Brandy Rose and, uh, Awesome Kong has, uh, uh gotten a, a, a cult member to fall her, and it's, uh, some very large female. Uh, what is this? What's going on here? And, and, and it didn't work right. And, and, and Cody Rose is a desperate man trying to get some tag teams there, but it turns out that MJF bought the rights for all of his MLW winnings, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, to get Ali, the Butcher, and the Blade to work with him and Wardlow. So now he not only has to deal with the inner circle, he has to deal with the butcher, the blade, and that bunny. And we got all, and he still has, um, he still has a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, um, Tully Blanchard, and the chairman Sean Spears, hunting in the wings. Moxley still a threat against Omega, and it is just a very, very crazy time indeed for AEW, and we'll get to the ratings in just a minute. So... First off, the major news of the day... Concerning AEW, AEW has announced a new pay-per-view deal, <coughs> which confirms quarterly event. So President Tony Khan has more or less said that it will run four quarterly pay-per-view events with main Las Vegas and Labor Day weekend in the Chicago as tempos. So the Las Vegas will have a Las Vegas show every May, and Labor Day weekend will be there. So the two major shows will be the May show. And the, the May show and the Labor Day show. So that's the two major ones. So the one starting the summer and the one beginning the fall. <coughs> we don't know where a full gear follow-up show will fit into the 2020 lineup, but a press release did, did, did commands that the quarterly model. So in the man, 
the leading transactional video on demand and pay-per-view programming distributor owned by Charter Communications, Comcast Cable and Cox Communications have announced that it has finalized the deal with AEW through a minimum of one pay-per-view event per quarter at 2024, June 2021. So, if the schedule is this diesel comes through Double or Nothing Dream, or whatever the main show is called in 2029, and ends before All Out Dream. So, this is the schedule set up. It will be another full gear. It will be another... um. A double or nothing. And one of those matches will be called the match beyond or something of that nature. And then they will have special shows for TNT all throughout the year. So four matches throughout the year. So ladies and gentlemen, management after that decision, management for all the divisions have stated this, that there, the May show, there will be in uh, whenever they are gonna have the main that show there. Certain pay-per-views will be having at least thirty minute to one hour shows called buy-ins, and other shows will just have pre-game shows. That is the announcement for us for Revel K Sports as part of the agreement with management. So on those times that there are those four shows, it will be called buy-ins will be the pregame show. Otherwise, they'll just be called pregame shows for the other eight or so shows that are a part of that month. Um, Then we will have, those are the announcements for that, and it will either become Double or Nothing, November to Remember Full Gear, All Out or All In, All In, three and that sort of thing so those four main events there plus um the wrestle kingdom event and other particular events to go on as well in that in the future so that is the announcement from both management and aew concerning the pay-per-view events now the new gimmick from brandy rhodes and how is it different from hers uh Expanding her family. Uh, she's creating a new faction in order to help her husband, I believe. Um, Now let's get to the ratings. Finally, ratings. Well, I didn't want to forget the... Um, hold on. I didn't want to forget the one for um, All In... I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, AEW, did I get this one in? Yeah, they did, I did, I got that one in, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure, it, 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 it's a very large show. I want to see this one first, <laughs> or, <coughs> this is Friday's, um, and this is the four, for the fourth, and then for the second, um, did I do the Monday's one for last week? Um, I don't think I did. Yeah, I think I did, but it came a little late. Yeah, I, I gotta get the one for, just for completeness purposes. 
let me get this one for the cable range for the week that happened before just why don't you make this complete this is for the 18th uh this is for the 25th okay 25th and i just want to repeat it for the 25th of november WWE Entertainment had a uh, 7755, a 1 even, uh, an 0.50, 3.5, and a 0.51, an 88, and a 9.7 on the first hour. Second hour, pretty much the same, and the third hour just went down. So they overall had a 1.22, which was a little low. That was on that Wednesday. Now... This was last week's show for AEW Dynamite. The ratings were this. Pretty much the same. But down people, 18 to 34, down on all levels and up on 25. And they had a 66.63. They were 15th place. NXT pretty much tied every single ratings point with the exception of the old people and they got an 810 and they ran eight minutes longer. So they had an 810 on that night. But AEW was in 15th place and NXT was in 19th place. Let me show you SmackDown's ratings now. This is this, this is last week's SmackDown ratings. Last Friday SmackDown ratings on Black Friday. 0 0.5 and a 0 0.4. 207 for 1849. And a 0 0.9 and a 0 0.8 for the adults 25 to 24. They had a two share for women 12, 18 to 49, men share at a five, which is above average, and a two share plus 50 on on those other two. And persons plus two, they had a, this is the overall ratings, 2,305 and 2,332. They had 2,003,000 on that week. 2,003,000 on that week. Of course, they were going after Frosty the Snowman, which had a 4-3, and none of their other shows did gone above a 4. So no show on Black Friday where everybody was still sleeping off the trick the fan got over 4 million viewers. So it could have been an easy day if they wanted to win this one. Anybody could have wanted this one. And in fact... And surprisingly enough, they got those huge the women. They got those huge ratings there. Fascinating there. Now let's go to the Monday cable ratings for the upcoming week. This week, um, they did a football adjustment there for Rudolph and whatnot. So. And a 14 million for Monday Night Football. The ratings went back up just a little bit. Got better ratings on the 
on the telecast for Monday, December 20. On December 2nd, they got 0.5 in the first rings and 9.5 in the 18 to 49s and a 0.81 on the next one for the last hour. So the last hour keeps hurting WWE. So it's around a 2.3 million on Wednesday. Now, let's get to the updated Wednesday Cable Originals and Network Finals from Show Buzz Daily for the 4th of December. AEW went back to the top 10. 0.32, a 0.222 for women, and a 0.41 for men. A 0.9, 18 to 34, and 11, 12 to 34, and then a 0.25 for men, 12 to 34. A 0.35 there, and actually increased just a little bit on the odds. It was an 8.51. However, and this is how close it was this time around, an 0.29 on the first one. Actually came tied in the women's side, 18 to 49, 18 to 36. It was a 36. All Elite Lightning beat that. And the next one was a 0.20. They actually won on the purses, 18 to 20. And then in the other one, it was a tie for 12. It was a close race on 12 for 12 to 34s. And then on the 20 side there, they had on uh, 25 there for the men and a 20 on the men's on the other one. Then it had a 0.32, which it was close to the other one, and then beat out AEW Wrestling on a 0.38, and they ended up with an 8,045. Four five thousand. That's what I call. That's how many people watch the show. So it was about one million six between the two shows. The college basketball season, they had good matches there. One point three seven. Then South Park still doing well. Actually, they beat both shows. Beat South Park. Both shows beef South Park, even though South Park is a 30-minute show, still gets fantastic ratings on the on the on the male viewers there. It skews heavily male, seven point not uh seven uh seven uh eight hundred thousand. The other two got eight hundred forty-five and eight fifty-one. Um if you look at the real housewives of New Jersey. Gets very heavy on uh, is heavy school heavily older on persons 25 to 34. Blank in Chicago has schools heavily female 0.34 and 0.5 in eight women's 18 to 49. Vikings do pretty well, but doesn't get a lot of big ratings. Interestingly enough, it does get pretty good ratings with the uh, 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 men over 50 and got a 16 point and got a 16 million. Watching, of course, the olds will still watch the news. And Hannity, Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, which is humongous, 
which gets humongous ratings at 8 o'clock. And the uh, Ingram angle. Um, actually, none of these shows on the Fox side really too much effect the wrestling shows there. Gotta keep looking, but I I'm just looking at these and how they, these things affect these particular things and whatnot as well. All right, folks. That is it. That's all the news. That's all the information you need to have. I told you this was going to be long, a very long segment. On the second segment, we will have the results for Friday night. For Friday nights, that's SmackDown and Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. I want to make an announcement before we do that. Here's what has happened. Management has decided, and I did mention this earlier, but I'm going to mention it now. The men's division for the heavyweight championship league and tournament will start first this week. That means that it will start on Friday with three matches. The women's division has not been settled. They will sell it in the ring starting on Wrestle Kingdom on Saturday morning. <coughs> Saturday morning at 8. So after that match, they will have the 9, 10, and 11 number one competitors once they fight. We already have the number 9, 10, 11 competitors already ready. But we all, but we need to figure out who is the champion first. Then we have the competitors there for the uh, Universal Dance. Then after the 11 number one competitors there. And if by happenstance the men's tournament is over and we have the new number one contenders coming through. Then we will start the women's league, which will give us the new number one. They'll give us the new five, uh, the new top five competitors for the Universal Stardom title. And then after that, because we will reach the point where they, then we'll have the junior heavyweight have the net top five competitors. We will have the junior heavyweight tournament to determine the competitors for that one. And then after we reach a certain point with that one, we will have the next five top five competitors there. And we already mentioned on the pregame show that on the postgame show, excuse me, that we will have the uh we already have the ranking we already have the rankings for the wrestlers, the records for the wrestlers on win loss records for both trios, um singles league play and all the rest of it so they will be all updated as possible there so next week on fire pro wrestling world fridays three matches and hizuki will be in action and liger will be in action as well as they both head towards retirement in their respective divisions we'll be back with the start with the <laughs> With the SmackDown results, the Friday 
the Fire Pro Wrestling World Friday results with the three matches from the tournament and a whole lot more coming up next on the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. I mean, Fire Pro Wrestling World. We'll be back right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these matches. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Case Sports. Hello, folks. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters from Rebel Case Sports. And let us go through the results for Friday, uh, for Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays that aired on our guys' channel on YouTube. First match was Sumer Natsu and Hazuki versus Stardust Kid and Rio. Rio pinned Sumer in 16 minutes and 48 seconds with the drop kick and a pin. <clears throat> we started three matches from the men's year league two. For the next five number one contenders for the world championship. The first match that we had, we had Juice Robinson losing to Kishiro Asikawa in 30 minutes, 33 seconds with the sleeper hold. Cody Hall somehow makes a comeback against Drew McIntyre with the full Boston Crab in 11 minutes, 46 seconds. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in a three-way action loses for the first time against Cobra Darius and Eddie Joseph in 17 minutes, 6 seconds with the low blow by Cobra over Nick Jackson. And Justin Funderlager loses over <clears throat> Shinro Takagi in 15 minutes, 4 seconds with the power bomb. Over to the SmackDown results. First match, <laughs> I mean, there were a couple of promos, such as Sheamus promo getting ready to come back to SmackDown. Elias! <coughs> Smacked! Drake Maverick. Alyssa Bliss defeated Mandy Rose in a short match. The Revival defeated Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable. Heavy Machinery, the Lucha Hall's party. And local talent loses to Lacey Evans, but a but Sasha Banks in a, a, a came in during the match and well <coughs> ended in that particular moment where she got smacked in the back of the head. Roman Reigns was able to defeat um He was able to defeat, um, uh, <clears throat> let's see, Dolph Ziggler. He was able to defeat Dolph Ziggler. And then Ray Wyatt scared the bejesus out of The Miz, setting up their matches for tables, ladders, and chairs on the WWE Network. So, the official lineup for tables, ladders, and chairs is official. Tails, ladders, and chairs has been official. Um, 
It will be Brian Corbin versus Roman Reigns in table, ladders, and chairs. Um, the men's will be in action. The tag team titles for the women are of will be up for grabs. Rusev and Bobby Lashley will also be up for grabs. So that's pretty much those major matches <coughs> on the pay-per-view for tables, ladders, and chairs that night. And again, the Miz will face off against um, face off against the Fiend, Brian Bray Wyatt. Okay, folks. Now, early days. Now we just have to fix a couple of things concerning the records. And we'll have those things updated on the next show. But so far on the records, it seems like there's a couple of ties, a couple of lead changes. Pretty much, it has been, and he's always been, Cobra's world every time he has a setup. Even though he loses certain times and wins a couple of times, he was able to win against this one with low blow on that one. So, I just want to reiterate what's going to happen next week in Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. Hazuki uh, will either go against Julia or Yutami Hashibashita. We all have three men's matches for the league. And then Tiger versus Liger Match versus Best Friends. This is a three-way match <coughs> that will be set up later on for that week. And we will give you... More information when the show starts. Um, moving on from all the rest of the things that have taken place, um, we have other announcements that we need to announce about that, and I announced it on the Instagram page. Management has decided that for months of the year, now, starting next year, that the majority of the big matches that we have that we have for the May, March, uh, August, September, and November to remember events will all be taking place. Have their pay-per-views be called buy? Not pay-per-views be called buy-ins. The pre-game shows to be called buy-ins, while all other. Uh, of the 12 events, which are now eight events, the other eight events will be called pregame shows. We do not know if we're going to have either a March pay-per-view or February pay-per-view, but I will let you guys know that there will be no, the January pay-per-view is Wrestle Kingdom. So it starts at the beginning of the month. And then we're not sure when there will be either another pay-per-view, but we're thinking that there could be, that management wants to do one a February and one in March on before the fifth starts. There will be no pay-per-views on the 20 on April, which leads into the May pay-per-view, which is the uh, double or nothing pay-per-view and a setup for that particular one as well. <coughs> Where when it comes to ratings and rankings, this will help us determine other title matches for the main event shows. For the other titles that will be available and um, they have not made an announcement but the announcement is still official we are still waiting for an announcement concerning about the women's title 
women's title will still be defended on Wrestle Kingdom, which means Rena Isis has to beat Bay Presley once again. If he beats Bay Presley once again in that title match, then she faces off ACM on either the February or March pay-per-views, or either a special event, depending on which. There has been no announcement concerning Bash of the Beach, which has been set up for the 15th. We're not sure if that is going to be a super card show or not on the 15th, but they will make an announcement sooner rather than later if there will be a super card show. If it is announced that that is an official name of that special show on the 15th, then Fire Pro Wrestling Special Season Series number 6 will take place on the 15th of January. That is the early date, and we will have a slate of matches plus a title match in turn in tow. So to let you guys know on those particular days. And so let's move on from there. Before we go, we have to do the ratings for Friday Night SmackDown. I just want to let y'all guys know about the ratings for Friday Night SmackDown. Friday Night SmackDown. Now, <coughs> it was College Football Pac-12 Championship. It only got a 4 million rating even, but it had good ratings for the men's 10, uh, uh, 18 to 49, 10 and 11s all throughout the board, and then went down at the uh, for the adults plus 50. Friday Night SmackDown at an 0.5 and an 0.4. 0.7 in 1849, 0.9, 2554, a three in women, a six in men, and a two at plus 50, which is three and two. 26, I mean, I'm sorry, 2.5 million on the first and 2.3 on the other. It's a 2.4 overall. <coughs> it went up from last week. Even though the ratings seem to go down a little bit on the 18 to 34s on that side. So they get 2 million for Raw. 2 million plus 300. They get 2 million less than 300,000 for Raw. 2 million even straight. 2 million, uh, 6, 7, and 8. Point six seven and eight at times for SmackDown. Uh, 1.5 between AEW and... <coughs> excuse me. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, 1.5 million for both NXT and AEW. So those are the ratings so far, and overall for all the ratings, if you add them all up, it's around six even. It's around eight million viewers, and a majority of it is around that day, and they focus on the ages of these ratings. So the ratings are are between uh, for the ages for the ratings is forty five for. Uh, AEW last I checked, but somehow it the average age is 44, which is kind of low. Their, their, their lowest age was 37, which is pretty good. Um, which is pretty good these days for TNT, but some uh, some other days it gets between 45 
It's because of a lot of the other things they do there. Um, for NXT, it's 55 years. Ironically enough, if you look at the rating demographic profile, it's three and two and six and six. Six and six males and three females. So their rating for Friday Night SmackDown is 50 even, 51 years. And for Raw, it's about 55 to 60 years. <clears throat> so they have... They haven't grown the pot so much. It's AEW that's grown the pot, and they get a lot of the younger viewers. And it's shockingly enough, the times that they had the 78 ratings, their ratings for their the numbers were for around seven and eight. It was um so the times that they they got very high ratings on for the for the younger people there. At one point, they almost had a 29-year-old rating for those of the lower ratings during the Halloween episode or so such. And then you see the response to those ratings. <coughs> We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that in the future concerning the ratings and how things are in these particular days uh, and how things are going to have to happen. But... One little comment I do have to make, and however, however, in the future, is that in order to grow the pot and in order to grow everything together, they're gonna have to make a play for a broadcast television lineup. Very, and it is going to be very curious how they're going to do it and the network they're going to air it. Because here is my here is my situation that we have here now. The CW right now, at one time, competed with Fox. There was a point in time around the third season that The Flash was getting 1.0 ratings on the CW, which is absolutely unfathomable for a network that doesn't do a lot of commercials and doesn't do a lot of the other stuff there. But you have begun to see in the last several years a move towards live sports. And CBS recently got owned, recently bought the rights to the, um, to the Champions League starting in 2021, <coughs> which is, excuse me, folks. I'm finding a code here, which is rare for a major network to have that type of rights, but it was to help the, C, the CBS All Assets. And they're saying that the major network will air at least certain games on that particular channel. And there was a comment made on Twitter that stated that Certain episodes, you could have a situation in March during the uh, NCAA tournament that CBS will air the semi, the dirt, the round of 32 and the round of 16 <clears throat> on Tuesday and Wednesday starting at 12.30 with a 20-minute pregame show starting with the main event match at 1 to 6 o'clock. With for two of the matches on each side. You can have that situation where they air sports 
on the days that they have the tournament from 12.30 to 6 o'clock. And they will make a hell of a lot more money with the UEFA Champions League and the NCAA tournament running concurrent for those three years. They have both the tournament and the the, uh, Champions League. And Ronaldo is not going anywhere. And Messi is still healthy. And they can use Christian Pusic as a way to get the American fans into this whole thing. And they, all they have to do is copy what they did from NBC with the Premier League, and they are set. They just have to give some respect to the inter, to the international game, similar to what they have done for the NFL for years, what they have done for the U, uh, uh, SEC for years, and they are set. They will make stars out of no. They can make stars. Th- that's all they have to do, and they're set. And you're going to have a situation where for the majority of the of those three of those days that they have the UEFA Champions League and the other term and the NCAA tournament run together for those three years, they could go for they will have a setup from 12 30, 12 o'clock actually, to day Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if you uh, look at the money they made <clears throat> from the NCAA tournament last year when they did the tournament for both time for both Turner Warner Media and CBS, which is now Viacom CBS. And you look at how much money they made; they made a heck of a lot of money. So this is a smart move from them from their vantage point to air it around the same time. The NCAA tournament airs, even though the age limit is around 43, 55 years. You make the day. You also talk about the gambling situation there. They have made a ton of money on gambling the local stations have. So you have that situation. It has become apparent to me that the CW is at a point where they see AEW's ratings and they're realizing they're gonna have to play for keeps. So the question now comes, do we air this thing on on Friday? Now, will they? They still have, <coughs> they have a lineup they can do there, but it's gonna reach a point where that lineup ain't gonna survive. And there's also a realization that HBO Max, similar to AT, similar to what is going on with Disney Plus, is where a majority of a lot of their pilots are going to head two to three years in the future, plus the ad option that they're going to put in um, uh, 2021. And in the live stream setup that they want to place for at least Three live stream setups that they they are planning to place, so they can still have that network type of setup there. You are going to see. You have already begun to see it in the ratings that uh we they've lost another twenty percent on top of the last twenty five percent on top of the last thirty percent they have been losing for the last 10, 15 years. It has become apparent that. AEW may have to 
be the stand, the bulwark for the CW going forward in the future. That's if they can keep the ratings high at the eights and low nines and possibly ones, twos, and 1 1.1, 1 1.2, 1.3. And very soon they're going to have to get back those ratings there and get those fans back. How are they going to do it? We'll see. We'll see. So next week, just to let you know what's going to happen next week, we're going to talk more about AEW, about WWE, their results from all their shows, MLW, and all the rest of them as well. And then we'll have results and ratings from both SmackDown, Raw, and AEW, NXT, and results from Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays, and a whole lot more. And then we're... And then we just mentioned about the super cards that are coming as well. So, for all of us here at the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World, this is Jason Matters, and we will see you guys next week. Because when you look for champions, you always look to revocate sports. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you guys next week. When you look for champions... You always look to Rebel Kids Sports.